Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host with the most accents, <laughs> Gary John Bishop. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a member of the nation and for being part of what we're creating here every single week, except on the weeks where we don't create it. Or I particularly want to make mention of the people who are following this show every single week, the ones who are reading all the books and doing all the work, because they're the ones that realize this is a body of work, all right? It's no, there are certain things that I talk about that you might experience um, really are a quick fix, like they make a difference right away. But there are definitely uh, other things that we have to kind of be peel things back, peel layers back, if you like, if you want to use that Um and as we're peeling those layers back, people are experiencing increasing levels of power and freedom and the ability to express themselves in new ways. And, and I'm kind of reminded of some work that I did with a very prominent um, and famous Hollywood actor. And I worked with this person for about a year, okay? And this person was dealing with things in their life. And, and I often get these, you know, I often get approached by celebrities or quote-unquote important people, you know, in society. And, you know, sometimes I'll work with them, sometimes I won't. But I chose to work with this person because I really felt as if they could do with the work, right? They could really do it. So anyway, I said to this person at the very beginning, you know, sometimes when you interact with my work, it will really highlight everything that's not working in your life in a way that can make it seem overwhelming. But I said, if you just keep going and you keep paddling, what you'll realize is what I'm giving you is a philosophy, is a way for you to live your life. And once that, th- once you start to kind of discover that philosophy for yourself, once you start to kind of like see the experience, the experience the philosophy that I'm talking about, life will look different and you will act differently in life because you're no longer being guided by the unknown. You're being guided by something that you have discovered and verified for yourself. So it brings me to this week's subject, because, you know, I I peddle around on social media, as I talk about. I don't spend a whole bunch of time on it, but I do peddle around in there. Although all the 
quotes and comments and stuff you see on social media from me. I don't hire a company to come up with that stuff for me. I, I, I produce all of that. But, you know, you, and you've heard me talk about this. You've heard me talk about this thing of, you know, changing your fucking story. You got to change your story. Now, that sounds pretty simple. And the act itself is simple, but what it takes for you to get there is not simple. You see, you're already living your current story, the unedited version, the cherry-picked version of life. You're currently living that. Your feelings, your emotions, your mood, your general outlook in life is shaped and formed by all of that. Now, you might be, and I, and I mean this respectfully, you might be a pretty surfacey person and you can't even believe what I just said. Uh, you think things are just happening moment to moment to moment and people are just reacting in the moment and that's it. No. Um, you're driven by a whole bunch of other shit. So to change your story, to change your story is very invasive work and very confronting. Because the, one of the big things one has to confront is that, in fact, your life currently is a story that you've been building over time, that you've been experiencing over time. So if I was to ask you about you, about your life, you would tell me your story. But to you, it's not a story. To you, it would feel like you're telling me the facts. But your facts are, in fact, cherry-picked, dramatized, embellished, collapsed with other things, including other things and opinions and beliefs and all kinds of stuff, all intertwined in that shit show that you call, oh, this is just my life. But not only are you currently living a story, you're currently weaving the rest of it as you're going, right? So I'm going to give you a little example here, right, of how invasive it is, how unnoticed it is for you and I. And, and I've had these comments before, you know, I've had comments like, my mother-in-law or my father-in-law is insufferable. That's your story. You got to think about what I just said there. That's your story. And the dynamics of that one sentence, there's a whole relationship. My partner is controlling. That's your story. And the dynamics of that one statement, there's a whole world. That's not a statement. That's a world. There's certain rules of engagement just right there. And that one fucking line. Anything you talk about in terms of your opinion of where you work, your friendships, the love life, it's all story. It's all story. Now, does that make it irrelevant? No. But you need to wake up to what you're in fact doing to yourself every time you think and speak and talk to others and converse. Because you are weaving a tapestry in which you will live. Yep, I'll say it again. You're weaving a tapestry in which you will live. As a 2D character, I might add. Now, I came to this thing because I've been, you know, I've been getting some communications from people that are dealing with certain. Uh, issues in the life, certain items in the life, right? What, you know, if a couple of people who are dealing with something like uh, um, ADHD, 
ADD, PTSD. And one of the things that people try and deal with this is they try and come to this conversation with psychology and try and unpack what they're dealing with using what I'm talking about. But if you keep coming back to psychology, we're just going to conflict. So all I say to people is we'll set it aside and let's deal with what's it like for you to be you. You know, one of my pet ones is people say, you know, I suffer from imposter syndrome. It's not a thing. Okay, it's not a fucking thing. Go there, I said it. Fuck you all, I said it. Imposter syndrome is not a thing. Go look up the definition of the word imposter. Uh, sorry, sorry, syndrome. Go look up the definition of the word syndrome. A syndrome is associated with disease. You don't have a fucking disease. All right, but you do have an experience. That is unmistakable. Now, why is it important to get the language right again? Because you'll end up in a story. What story? Well, the story that something is wrong with you rather than you're experiencing something. Oh, I have imposter syndrome. Like you have a fucking cold or the flu. No, I'm experiencing myself in a certain way in certain situations. But what is that experience? Well, in, in everyday life, you're, you're, you're in a constant state of experiencing. But the illusion is, is that you're experiencing life. In fact, you're not. You're experiencing you experiencing life. You're experiencing you experiencing life. You're experiencing you experiencing relationships. It's personal to you. It's your, it's your experience of yourself. And that's where I can start to unpack things for people. So if you look at those folks who, who were saying, you know, what do I do if I've got PTSD? Well, well, let's look at the story you have about that. So in other words, what do you make that mean about you? And you got to look. you got to really fucking look. you got to get under the surface. Like, well, what if I've got PTSD, what do I make that mean about me? That I'm fragile? That I'm broken? That I'm incapable? That I'm flawed? That I'm limited? That I'm... Go on and on and on. But if you look in there, you'll see you've made it mean something about yourself. And add any other fucking thing in there if you like, right? PTSD is a term used to describe something that someone is experiencing. I'm just presuming that my experience is the same as yours, and therefore we are under the same banner. Or not. So then I first have to get to come to terms with, well, what have I made it mean about myself? Because what I've made it mean about myself will be generally burdensome. It'll be burdensome. So I'm not only dealing with this experience of myself, but I'm dealing with this experience of myself and what I've made it mean about me and what I've made it mean about how I can live my life. So that's that's a key component of that, right? And then the other thing is breaking down the experience. What are the typical thoughts that I have? What's the physical experience of it? That is what's going on in my body when I'm in one of those spots or spaces or zones or phases or whatever you want to call it. What's my experience of myself? What are the typical thoughts that I have? What do I usually say to myself? I can't. It's too much. I can't be bothered. Someone once gave me this little bit of advice. 
And he said, close your eyes and see if there's a color associated with it, with the experience. And I found that to be true. There usually is some kind of color associated with it. If you close your eyes. When you're in it. So the thoughts, there's a physical experience. If you close your eyes, you might even see a color or a certain image. And then there's just your emotional state. What would you call that for you? Annoyed? Fragile? Irritated? Nervous? Exposed? Vulnerable? What would it be for you? Break it down. Then you start to get a sense of like, oh, that's the experience I have in certain moments in my life. Just like that. I have it. And you might have it fucking 50 times a day. You might have it two times a week. You might have it once every three months. Still your experience. An experience of self. None of which is a fucking problem until you start to relate to it like you're not supposed to have that experience. Like you're supposed to be different. Which is part of your story. You're supposed to be different. Well, how can I change it? How can I alter it? You don't necessarily need to. You might, on one hand, just let yourself have the experience because like the late, great Kobe Bryant said, experiences pass. They pass. And they, you might only experience little gaps between it, but there are gaps. As much as we want to believe that we're constantly this way or constantly that way, we're not. We're not. You might be regularly this way, consistently that way, but not constantly. Because you're a vessel. A vessel for experiences to pass through. Your experiences might not be the same as everybody else's. But I find the more that people try and solve their troublesome, and I'm saying that in quotes, experiences, the more they get stuck with them. There's this illusion, you know, with people. And, and by the way, and including science, you know, I, I worked for about a year with, 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 a, with a neuroscientist on a project. And he, he was a super fucking smart human being, like just so insightful. And, and we actually managed to feed back and forth from each other, from my perspective to his perspective and from his perspective to my perspective. But I found that what he was doing was, was categorizing what he saw, but never quite got underneath, like, well, but why? Why that? I mean, you can explain it all in that part of the brain and this part of the brain and what they do with each other and why, you know, like, why these two parts might connect, la, la, la. But not like, what, but, what, but why? Why for a human being? So I'm interested in what's at the source. I'm interested in what is it that leads us in this way and that way. What is it? What's a what's a way we could actually come to terms with that? And so, you know, my my insight for people, if you like, what I'd like to present you with is the, the more you focus on what's wrong, the more you're stuck with what's wrong because there's nothing wrong. It's just the way that it's. 
we're mostly fucked up by how we think things are supposed to be. Our relationships, our bodies, our thoughts, our financial state, our status in society, our accomplishments, our successes, our dreams, our hopes are not supposed to be this way. They're supposed to be some other way. And I know you're not walking around saying that specifically to yourself, but I want you to get that what I just explained there is the, is the dynamic that human beings operate under. Complaint. Most people think they're not complainers. Everyone's a complainer and everyone's a serial complainer because complaint is whatever you say shouldn't be the way it is. Whether it's a person or a situation, that's a complaint. Something that you say should be some other way. The weather, the government, people, religion, finances, your parents, your neighbor. The way some organization does something or doesn't do something. Complaint, 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 complaint. All neatly wound into what? Your story. You're a story maker. You're a storyteller. And the real confronting thing about all of that is looking yourself in the mirror and finally admitting that to yourself. You live your stories. You are your stories. So no, it's not as simple as just change your story. It's the gut-wrenching work of fucking confronting yours and the damage that it has done and the damage that it does. So but finally dealing with that. And, you know, the work that I deal with people, it's not fucking touchy-feely. I don't write those books. I don't have that podcast. And, and I've said this many times on this show. The only success I'm interested in is, is, is being able to impact as many people as possible. But I do realize what, that what we're doing here at the nation is not popular. It's not popular. I, I know that everybody wants the fucking elderflower and dandelion version of fucking personal growth and development. They either want that or motivation. Oh, yeah, you can do it. Come on. <laughs> For fuck's sake. But the real work that needs to be done is, is, is challenging. Some of it can be quick. Some of it, not so much. But when you're committed to the life of your dreams, and I really mean that without sounding, you know, in, in any way fucking hysterical about it, the life of your dreams, then a big component of that life is your consistent personal growth work. You must be working on yourself. Because there are things that happen as you make your way through life. And then there are things that come up as you've uncovered this, that, this item, that item. You start to see that, oh, shit. You know, for years I told myself I was okay with that. And I'm starting to see I'm not okay with that. I, I need to fucking square that away for myself. It's a constantly unfolding and evolving phenomenon. And that takes work. That takes commitment. And I get it. You know, sometimes you do all that work. You're like, I'm just taking a break from the personal growth work. Yeah, we call it standing still. It's constantly unfolding. You are constantly unfolding. So my hope for you, even though I've told you I don't do hope, but my hope for you is that you'll use these podcasts 
to investigate, to think, to uncover, and to transform that which has burdened you and your life. And the best place to start, start with that story. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be coming back from this break and straight into our question from the nation for the week. Um, I do want to add at this point, we are creeping ever increasingly towards this holiday season. So make sure you get your Unfuck Yourself calendar, your Unfuck Yourself planner, which is now on Amazon. As I've told you, I fucking love the thing. It is phenomenal. You know, special shout out to the publishers. They just did a fantastic job of putting that thing together. And I'm and I'm very proud of it. And of course, don't forget the books. You know, there's plenty of books now spanning all a lot of different subject matters. And this thing about parenting is coming out next year, which I'm doing the final, final, final edits on that thing this week. So make sure you get your eyes out for those and pick yourself up some copies and get diving in there and do the fucking work on yourself. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. This is the part of the show where, of course, we take a question from the nation. If you want to participate in a future show, you can leave me a voicemail at 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203. You can also text me on that number, right? So if you've got a question for the nation, if you've got some topic that you would love for me to talk about, you can text me there or leave me a voicemail. And you can also email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Connect at garyjohnbishop.com. All right, so this week's question comes from Greta. And Greta starts out with, hey, Gary, first of all, I can't believe I'm sending an email to some Scottish guy I've never met. This is very out of character. I had to write because I feel like you must be yelling at me when you say, I'll say it again for all of you in the back. I came upon your books at least five years ago. I've read most of them and some of them twice. I have Unfuck Yourself on audio and I've listened to it at least five times. So why am I finally having a huge epiphany today? I'm definitely in the back. I'm 60 years old. When I was 28, I was unhappy with my career. I did some reflection and decided to go back to school for physical therapy. The prerequisite classes were challenging chemistry, physics, anatomy, and physiology, etc. I was not a great student, so this was a tall order for me. I worked really hard and got a 3.8 GPA. Programs were competitive, so experience and recommendations were important for the application. 
I worked in a rehab hospital while I went to school. I had glowing recommendations and real experience. Unfortunately, I couldn't get into the program at either college I applied to. Tried again the following year, still could not get in. At that point, I asked some people I respected for advice. I got some really good advice and encouragement to apply to either a physician's assistant program or a podiatry program. I was really good with the biomechanics of the foot because I worked in a ski shop. If I had taken that advice and done either one of those, I would have had a nice, respected profession with a decent wage. However, I didn't do that. For some reason that I can only fully understand now, I chose to go backwards and settle for an associate's degree as a physical therapy assistant. Basically, a dead end and never really be the boss of myself kind of degree. I told myself at the time that I'd be fine, that I was getting married, wanted to have another baby, and as you say, la, 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 bullshit. So, and I want to cut through some of this here, Greta, because, you know, I want to get to the, the nut of this, and I'm, and I'm going to loop it all the way back for you, but watch this. So you say, this is my special brand of a middle child comfort zone. I sabotage my opportunity to realize my full potential, so I would always be subservient to someone else, and I chose a really low-paying caregiving role. And as a side note, I'm really triggered by injustice of any kind, which is very common among people. So my question to you is, what the fuck do I do now? I'm not going to start my career over. I've learned to accept the mistakes I've made. I'm trying to pull together enough to retire in a few years. How can I use this new insight to improve the choices I make with what's left of my life? Thank you for all that you do. All right, Greta, I'm going to loop this all the way back to the beginning because, you know, this this episode has been about story, right? And the first part of this show, I think, was pretty, pretty powerful. And I think many people will find it very powerful. But you said at the beginning, you said, and I'm, and I'm scrolling through here. You said, I was not a great student. That's your story. I'm not a great student. Now, there's probably another simpler way that you capture that for yourself. Like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not whatever, right? But you said, I worked really hard and got a 3.8 GPA. I, I, I think that's pretty much the poster child for a great student. See, this is one of these situations where the story and the facts don't line up. They don't line up. And so you've based your life on it. And, and it's been one of these things like kind of in the background. And then you're right. The self-sabotage is if ever life gets too far ahead of itself, People always revert back the way because back the way, the myth, the internalized myth that they have about themselves and life and others is safe there. And that if I go beyond that, then I'll really be at risk. Risk for what? That everything I've come to believe might not be true. That's always the risk. But at the end of this conundrum, you're kind of left with now what? And I think you're being a little too small about it. I don't think you're being big about now what? It's all kind of managed, which I think is something you do. I think you manage. But if you look at it from a perspective of, look, I mean, you're fucking 60, right? And I would say this to, I mean, I've, you've got to get, I've coached people in their 90s and the same rings true. doesn't matter how much life you got left. It's the life you got now. What do you want this life to be about? Ultimately, I don't give a fuck whether you finish your life's work. The important thing is that you get to engage with it. They get your life to be about something that fucking matters to you. You might see the fulfillment of all of that. You might not, and that's how it rolls. 
But I'll tell you, the real crime would be that you don't engage with it. So my, my assertion here is that your, your plan's not fucking big enough. You're treating yourself like you're a small person because you've never fully explored your bigness. And that's true of many people listening to this fucking show. No, I mean, this time of all times, this is your fucking chance to take a shot at something. Retirement? I don't know. What are you going to do with retirement? Fucking sit around, watch Netflix, and eat fucking bonbons? What are you going to do? What's it about? People talk about retirement like they're just going to sit back and do nothing. That's not how this fucking shit works. Because at some point, you'll be fucking drumming your fucking fingers on the armchair. We're like, all right, so now what? And if you want to get through that phase, if you're like, well, I'd rather just spend a couple of years finding out, go ahead. But you'll get to where I'm talking about pretty damn quick. Your life needs to be about something greater. It needs to be about something fucking worthy of your life, whatever that might be. And, and again, if it's fucking painting or sculpting or fucking becoming a rapper, I don't know. It doesn't matter. That you do is what's important. And I, I throw that fucking challenge down at people. I say, look, if you could have any life, what would it be? And people are like, oh, I would love to blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, now that's the game then. That's the game. But what if I don't do it? So fucking what? So fucking, I'm afraid. So fucking what? My fucking dog's afraid of the lightning. That's how it goes. You don't fucking hide behind your fear. You don't hide behind your, your trepidation. Your worry? No, that's all part of it. Because ultimately, Greta and everybody, your job is to live a fucking life that is worthy of your life. And the rest is just all noise. All right, everyone, that's it for this week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.